You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Exciting news. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com, and then definitely follow them on Instagram for all the information that you need, because I'm sure that's where you follow us as well, at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. I am really excited for this one because got a friend on the podcast, uh, someone who I met in college, very bubbly personality. She's very good at what she does. Uh, I think Instagram says writer, poet, believer. Am I missing something? Stylist. Stylist. There it is. Uh, originally from Ghana. Yeah, my parents are from Ghana. Yeah. So um, I, I love the way you say that too. Um, Ghana. It's one. So having an accent and then listening to other people who who like use their accent of where they're from. Like, I, I never get to hear that very often, mm-hmm. right? Because I always hear people have their accents, like Taryn's American accent, you've got slightly American accent. But when you speak about home, it just comes out straight away. And <laughs> it's really cool to be around people, like, for me, because I never get that, like, accent experience. I'm like, whoa, you sound so cool. Um, <laughs> and I remember there's a guy, Matthew. I don't know if you might remember Matthew. He was... He was from Trinidad, and he was yes, the best new. Yes, His accent there, was so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to love to him speak. <laughs> anyway, um, on the podcast today, Deanna Brody-Mens. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. This is uh, I'm excited. And obviously, Taryn is here, too, to co-host and ask some questions, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, bef- so, yeah, before we dive into, like, everything that I know, for everyone that's listening, um, you know, how I guess how do you come to the states? How do you get here? Okay, well actually my parents um, are from Ghana and they came and then I was born here. Got you. Yeah, so um, grew up in an African household my entire life. I had um, well I'm sure maybe you can relate in, in some regard, but um, grew up in a very like kind of strict home. Like there's mm-hmm. a couple things that you can do like. You know, kind of blanket statements are you're either a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, and yeah. God didn't give me any of those gifts. <laughs> so um, He gave me um, writing yeah. and speaking, and I like fashion, and so I had to navigate through that. It was kind of difficult in some areas, but yeah, it was kind of the family I grew up in. Yeah, I, I was lucky. I think my parents realized from a young age I wasn't gifted at anything like school wise, uh-huh. so they probably just, you can be good at sports, and you'll both put your time into sports. Wow. Um, and I didn't really have a strict kind of. I, I was lucky. My parents just raised. I'm, I'm a, such a mother's boy. Um, <laughs> my mom did a good job of shielding me. I think from other stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so grew up here, brothers and sisters. Yeah, I have uh, two younger sisters, and we're all three years apart. Wow. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, I mean, knowing you and knowing how like bubbly you are, and just the personality that you have. Is that, do you get that from your parents? Do you get that from family? Is that just? Yes, I think, um, I don't know, African culture is already like vibrant mm-hmm. and fun already. And so I think I acquire a lot of like just the color Flame. in my own life, you know, from yeah. that. Uh, but my mom is a very like bubbly personality. Like if you meet her, you'll feel like she's your own mother type yeah. of thing. She, she's just fun, lively. So I, I definitely get that from her. Yeah. For sure. So growing up here. Um, going to school, school here. You spent mm-hmm. all your time in Oklahoma. Yes. Wow. I'm okay. a true Oklahoma native. Yeah. True. What, what city did you grow up in? What area? Um, well, they had me in Oklahoma City, and then we moved to Moore. So majority of my life has been in Moore, Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. So dodging tornadoes and worrying about Oh, yeah. Like stuff. the, what is it? The May. 20, dang. Some, yeah. Was it the 2013? Mm, no, we were in no. school on that one. It would have been... 90, no. Either oh. way, one of them. One of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> 95, I think it was. Yeah, okay. like it skipped our street. Wow. So, yeah, I've been yeah. fearful of those things. So, people who know you and mm-hmm. that are going to listen to this podcast know that they've probably heard you speak. They've heard the videos and the, and the writing and the stuff that you've done. Yeah. Uh, the recent one is Single, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. The Single. The Everybody single. go yeah. go watch it right it's now. It's really good. Yeah. Um, Taryn, I forgot to show you that. We'll shoot. It's really I gotta good. show it to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and for people watching the video, we'll definitely share it on the page because it's so good. Uh, writing is a talent that you you can have it naturally, and your speaking is something naturally. But it's something you really have to develop. Mm-hmm. So, like from a young age, is this something you've always wanted to do? I'm um, actually no. Like. Okay. Uh, 
I'm innately shy. I know that a lot of people will not believe that at all. Um, But if you went to high school with me, you would know that, like, Dee's not talking as much. Um, She liked playing basketball. That was it. Um, So I never... I just never did any of that. I wrote out of frustration. Yeah. So when I was mad about something, I'd just, you know, just journal it out um, as just a form of expression. But then as I started to, like, my my mom was an English teacher in Ghana, so she already loved, like, words. So I think I acquired this, like, liking words and grammar from her. Um, She'd always, like, make us do, um, we'd have to do a lot of oratory things, so... Uh I would. I remember I, when I was young, I used to go to events and speak at them because she would like force us to do those type of things. <laughs> um, and I was like nervous, but I think that that also yeah. put me. Um, now that I look at it, I'm thankful for that because now it's what I'm doing now. Right. Um, but we did that. What else? Um, she would always like say like go get a book and read. So we had to become like readers when we were younger as well. And then she loved Shakespeare. So there would be certain things that she would let us read by him. And um, I think I just grew to love that. And then um, I fell in love with these artists. They're called P4CM. So they're based out of California Uh and they do spoken words. That was my first exposure to spoken word, you know, and I would watch it on YouTube. But I never thought that I would be able to deliver a piece because I was shy. I didn't want to do any of that. Um, And then I started going to the church I'm currently now, which is called the Place of Faith. So shout out to Bishop and First Lady Latasha Tubman. Um, they uh, gave me the opportunity to speak at an event, and that was my first time, and that was it. Yeah. And then yeah. you were hooked from there. Hooked, and I started like just speaking at different events, colleges, um, any open mic that would have me. Yeah, um, I would go. Because you recently you spoke at um, it was it the launch of or one of the first events that. Um, Les did. Les Thomas did. You spoke at that one, right? Um, I'm trying to think. It's not with the. I with did the, TEDx for Oklahoma yeah. City when they did that. This was like uh, start of the year. That's oh, gonna. What did he anyway, do? Because it was the Hope and Faith one. Uh, hope culture. Hope culture one. Yeah, with David Skidmore. That's right, David. Yeah. Okay, so you did that one. I yeah, remember I did seeing that you there because that was about. It was around that time that I interviewed David for the podcast. Oh wow! And then I told him I was like, you know, we know each other, and then mm-hmm. I had interviewed like last the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Lemon Drop. If you've listened to that podcast, it's hilarious. That oh, was I his. Need that to that, to that, that was his. Uh, that was his rap name when he was in high school. Oh no! Drop. I'm about to clown him about <laughs> so, that. One yeah. So if you know, you know. So shout out to Lemon Drop on that one. Right. Less is awesome. So, yeah, like, immigrant culture is definitely, like, education, 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 yes, right? Yes, for um, sure. So I can definitely see why mum was like, you need to go do this because this is important. Because growing up, they're not going to be like, you can go make a living playing YouTube games or playing right. video games and being on YouTube and right. all this stuff, right? So was, especially mum being an English teacher too. Yes. Which my aunt is an English teacher and she got me through my classes because I'm terrible at it. I'm wow. so bad at spelling. Um, <laughs> that was the only thing I was like really, really good at, like spelling, <laughs> English, grammar, yeah. uh, math. You, you couldn't even see me yeah. in that class. Really sucked at that. So the, all these events that are coming up, like you're getting kind of pushed on stage. Yeah. Um, but you learn to love it and get used to it, and you get that fire and get that buzz that mm-hmm. you know after you're done, it's like whoa, like the crowd's clapping, everyone loves <laughs> it, right? Mm-hmm. When is it? You know, when is this through high school? Are you speaking more in high school, uh, or is this like when you go? You know, when you really start to jump at it in college. Uh, College. College okay. when I uh, discovered I even had the gift, probably okay. my sophomore year, um, I became friends with two people. One, his name is Willis uh, Lusk, and the other one is Roland Givens, and they exposed me to just uh-huh. this world in general. So they did spoken word, videography, um, photography, and... I remember it was at Southern Nazarene. Uh-huh. He, there was an event that he needed to do, and he was uh, he had writer's block. So we were, I mean, we're friends, so we were just telling me about it. And I said, "Let me uh, write something for you. If you want to use it, fine. Not." I went to the library and I wrote my first piece out. And he came to Emil at the yeah. time, and I, I gave him the piece, and I said, "You can do whatever you want with it." He said, "No, you're gonna do this piece." And I said, "No, I'm not. Like, I'm shy. I don't. I'm not doing yeah. that." He was like, "No, you're gonna do it." So talk to our um, our youth leader. Told him that. I wrote this piece and I should do it and I remember they all of them trying to give me advice about how to even do the piece and I was like I literally felt like if you you know like study the Bible felt like David you know having all this armor on him and I was like I cannot do this but I remember that day at my church just being like God I'm doing this for you and I and I felt like I was like flying yeah that's how it felt like 
I'm just like, let it go. Just boom. When I was done, I was shaking because I was like, I can't believe I just, yeah. <laughs> I just did this. But yeah, ever since then, I just feel I I feel comfortable, uh, like in the middle of a piece. I will always freak sure. out before, I freak out after. But sure. when I'm oh, speaking, yeah. it's it's easy. So that that first time that was at church. Yeah. Same church right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah, that, and that's in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Northeast uh, 23rd and Coltrane. Yeah. So. I'm going to have to come and see you speak yeah. next time. I'd love to come. I'm oh, sure okay. Chan would love to as well. Absolutely. Where yeah. do you find your inspiration? Okay, well, um, lately, I feel like my inspiration has been just about like things that are currently happening. I'm, I'm part of a collective called Ex Nihilo, and so they now give like writing prompts and so mm-hmm. every month after I'm expected to produce something so that's um, where I'm getting my inspiration like now but um, back then I really believed that like the Lord would give me things to write about and um, I would sit there and I'd feel like you know like I don't know when you watch TV it's like a mad scientist you're like mm. mm-hmm. like I don't even notice what I'm like what I've written till afterwards and so um, in the beginning definitely like the Lord would give me just different topics and I would write about them and I feel like now like current events things that are going on um, inspire me to yeah. write yeah. And you went to you did you got your degree at SNU, but then you've gone to school. You're done. Yeah, I got my master's too, right? at yeah. the University of Oklahoma in adult and higher education. Yeah. So my emphasis is student affairs. So what I'm doing now. So is that's what like I'm the with. day job, and then you speak. Day job, and then I speak at night. That's what I say. I'm okay. like I'm a resident director by uh, day and a poet by night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that like with you're never gonna end. You're never gonna have like. You know, you're always gonna have this inspiration coming to you. There's always gonna be current right. events happening. There's always gonna be things right. to speak about. Um, I mean, that's a great thing as a writer, right? To always have these ideas. Mm-hmm. And I know when Dave, we had David on the podcast and he's like, you know, I have all these writers and he's doing mentoring stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I have to give them a deadline. Yeah. And if you're a perfectionist, you've never done, you know, it's never Good your enough. best work. Yeah. But like, he's like, no, I have to take it from you. Just keep producing, yeah. producing, producing. So is that the one thing that you kind of just got better at and learned as, I mean, when it's naturally gifted to you, you know, you still got to learn at it. You still got to work hard at it. Mm-hmm. Is that something like the process of you writing? Like, are you just like writing things all the time, or like talk talk for people listening? Like, I'm terrible at writing, <laughs> right? Like, I write as I speak, mm. and if you don't know me, and then you read something, read something like that makes no sense at oh all. But it's true. true. I have to go back and like edit his stuff for him. My blogs like, and my no, things. That yeah, doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like this needs to say it this way. Yeah. <laughs> But so what tell for everyone listening that wants to get into writing or wants to learn more, like what is your process? Um, thankfully I am in a collective because um, I got to a point where I would write whenever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So it would be like long periods of time where I wouldn't write and then I'd feel inspired by something that I write again. Um, but for anyone who's like looking to get better at writing like you just gotta keep writing constantly mm-hmm. you know like things even things that you think sound stupid or they don't sound good um just at least get your thoughts out um so at least for me like i'm blessed that now i have a deadline like sure. you know david was talking yeah. about um like on the 20th of every month i have to produce something so i have like three weeks yeah. to figure it out you know um but i think more so now i'm in a place where like because I know there's a deadlines, I'm just I'm just writing down thoughts and not like uh-huh. thinking too much about it. If you think too deeply about it, you won't write anything. You know, having a perfectionist mindset, right. I used to really struggle with that. Um, but prior to that, I used to speak at a a lounge called Ordinary People Lounge, and there was um, events every Thursday. Okay. So I would always put myself on like that like that, that deadline is, by yeah. by Thursday. I got to have something memorized and um, yeah. ready to put out there does so. it matter how long it is how long the write is how long the speech is no actually um, okay. no but unfortunately like I kind of like a novelist like I could mm. write a book really um, and so I'm learning how to scale down a little bit yeah. like hey give me that one minute to three minute but it's very hard for me because I can just keep going right but, have you ever considered writing a book yeah, I'm, yeah I'm currently in the process of one I just need to get out of my own fear to just do it yeah. you know but I'm yeah. in the process I've written a lot because Mentioned David again. David's just released his Unstuck. Yes. Um, yes, yes. I just read it. It's really good. Um, yeah. And I'll, for everyone listening, I'll put the link to that down mm-hmm. in the description. So you can go buy it. Um, really, really good. Um, so you mentioned you really like basketball growing up. Yeah. Do you draw from basketball uh, as in some of your writing as well? Um, or, or yes, you just actually. Get that, like, competitive spirit from it? Actually, definitely the competitive. So I'm very competitive. Okay. So I. 
I feel like I gotta win. You know, like if we write something, I gotta finish it first. Right. You know, so fortunate, but um, I have that in me. And then um, I definitely use some analogies. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm trying to think of one that I, I just said recently. I'm trying to think, what did I say? Um, oh yeah, I said. Okay, they say, follow your heart, what a lie. When the heart is deceptive and feeds you feelings of pride, you must go to the one who holds the key and guard your heart from the likes of these that put on the same jerseys and tell you that they're on the same teams. Yeah. So I use some of those a She's bit. loving it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do it so good. Yeah. And I think when, by doing that, right, you connect mm-hmm. with so many more people. Yeah. Right, by bringing in kind of common sport analogies or whatever it is, like... Yeah. And I know a lot of the stuff that you do is faith-based, um, but for there are people out there that aren't faith-based, right? right? So I'm sure you, you relate to them as well. Mm-hmm. And I lie. I mean, I could listen to you talk all day, like stuff like that. It's it's a great skill to have, and I think you're blessed in both ways, right? You're blessed as a writer, and but then you're blessed in the way that you deliver it. Because a lot of people just write, and then they have somebody else deliver it, mm-hmm. right? They get on stage, and like I I can't can't get the words out. Right. The delivery is such another talent to have. Um, and you're very good at it. Thank you. Um, where, you know, what, we're at this point now, right? You really haven't been doing it that long, right? Maybe like, like four or like, five years. Yeah, yeah which in the grand scheme of things, yeah. like, you know, you have people, you're going up and meeting people who've done this for 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. especially meeting people in church who pastors or whatever, they speak for a living. Right. Uh, is that where you want to go? Is that kind of the route you want to take it? Um, yeah, like... I seem, I don't know, like I haven't been able to put myself like in a box necessarily. Uh-huh. Uh, I see myself doing multiple things, uh, but definitely uh, ministry is a, uh-huh. is a big thing. I can see myself definitely like speaking, um, like even pastoring. I can see myself doing that um, or just doing poetry by itself and traveling and doing that. So uh, I can see myself going either way. Yeah. And that's something that I have a desire to do. Um, so whenever the opportunity presents itself, I definitely will take yeah. it. So. And there seems to be an abundance of like events and opportunities mm. in Oklahoma City yeah. and around the state to speak, and especially when you get in these networks and you go to places. And I know Will, a mutual friend of ours, Will has the gift to speak as well. Yeah. But I haven't seen him do it for a long time. I remember him do it when he did it in chapel at SNU. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, He's amazing. He. When you see someone, for people listening, like Will is kind of the person who will speak but bring a lot of like soul and almost sing some of the end of his lines, mm-hmm. right? And you just like, and you and you you know you meet him, he's the nicest person in the world, right? Um, but just overcome so much and like double ACL surgery and then played college football, like mm-hmm. all this crazy stuff. But and now he's a accountant, right? Will's yeah, I believe so. Now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another has a killer yeah. dress sense as well, yeah. like has a killer dress sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when I see you know people speaking and just drawing from inspiration, especially when it's somebody that you know or somebody that you've met, somebody that's a friend, it's really uplifting. Um, what I guess, what do you get out of it? You know, because what do you, you know, for you, it's not just for you, right? Because yes. there's obviously a reason to give back. There's a reason that you have a master's teaching degree and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know you said going forward that's something you could do, but what do you? you know, why do you do it? What do you get out of it? Um, I have a burden and a passion um, to see people come into like who God has called them to be. Mm-hmm. So um, I can look at somebody and I'm like, man, you could be more than what you're doing right now. And so when I, whatever I say, um, that's always my goal is that you would know your God-given identity and that you would operate in that fully. So mm-hmm. um, like for instance, like the single, like I. Um, Recently got in a relationship, it's been four months, but I wasn't too far from living that type of life. And so when I think about being a single woman and um, just the things I dealt with and thought of, mm-hmm. now I'm able to talk to someone who is single and say that there's purpose in your singleness and don't right. waste it. You know, so um, don't get wrapped in trying to uh, rush a season that you're not ready mm-hmm. for because you see it because you look at someone you're like wow it looks glamorous but you don't know what it took for them to get there so I just have a burden and a passion to see people come into who God called them to be and then for them to be content where they are Mm -hmm. so that's um, the main thing for me yeah yeah I think yeah I mean the whole single thing Mm -hmm. right especially 
in Oklahoma City, <laughs> uh, if you're in your mid twenties and you don't have a relationship or you're not married, or you don't have kids, like people think you're weird. Spring. Yeah, right. people right? think you're weird. I mean, we yeah. were in the middle of that, right? Exactly. At SMU, that was like, and Taryn, Taryn's yeah. growing up kind of in Bethany area too. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was a real thing. Like you were looked like you looked weird for yeah. not being you know in a relationship. Like, Which, and I felt the pressures of that as well because right. like, you know I'm in that environment. So that was a, yeah. was a lot, a lot. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, but it's only Listen like I've noticed like even being in the Bible Belt anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's getting married at a you know, younger age. But if mm-hmm. you go to a, like another state, if you're like in California, people are not. That's not their focus. It's right. like yeah. career driven or making money. It's not about being married yeah. and, and, and like having that. kids mm-hmm. and settling down. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, I think that's one thing that like when you're in a bubble or you're in that area yeah. like that's just it's hard to get out of it right because that, yeah. that is the norm in that area mm-hmm. and then to go against it and say that no I don't want to get married at 25 or 21 right. like, or whatever ready. it is like yeah. <laughs> I want to live you know I don't, don't want to have kids you know like that's well you just don't know who you are yeah. at that age you mm-hmm. know yeah. I feel like it's um, relative to you know to different people like mm-hmm. maybe some people feel ready and some others don't yeah um and i don't i don't knock marriages of course i no, want to get married either but i want to get married too i just think that it shouldn't be um people shouldn't feel pressured yeah into those seasons when they're not ready yeah the way that you i guess you viewed for being a little different yeah is just kind of comes across the wrong way mm-hmm. right you're not just it you know, and it's a subconscious thing too, right? Because mm-hmm. they probably don't even realize that it's happening. Yeah. Or your parents might say something, or an aunt might say something, be like, "Why don't you have a boyfriend?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, "How yeah. am I supposed to know? Like, I'm yeah. not gonna go and grab somebody like, I'm off the building corner, my empire. Know? I don't need. Yeah. That. I don't need to <laughs> deal with a man fine. right now. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, That's true. So what's you know what's kind of been going on at the moment? Obviously, we're dealing with a lot of just a yes. lot of nonsense and a lot of just thick, big stuff going on at the moment madness of all across all platforms not just racially but like you know pandemic the whole world right (laughs) like 2020 has just rocked everybody right now and hopefully it just gets slowly better from here and Mm -hmm. doesn't continue to go downhill Um, but what is what has that experience been like for you being like in a position to speak and impact lives and and just have an impact that's a good question um honestly like I think it also it all depends on like your perspective. Like at first, I you know was sad, just like you know being a human, sure. you're gonna be sad, you're gonna have hatred in your heart, anger. Um, but like as a believer, like I'm called to believe. Mm-hmm. I'm called to believe that God um, will help me through this. Will help those I'm around, um, help my people, all of that. And so um, I have to remind myself, like, what is my responsibility mm-hmm. in this? Am I going to be like the world, and am I going to freak out, and am I going to lose my core, cool, or, or am I going to rely on the Lord and allow Him to teach me? What can I do in this moment? How can I um, impact people? And the, the thing I know how to do is my in my words you know mm-hmm. what I mean to use my words um, to uplift and inspire to give hope um, and then with my life you know how I lead my life not saying that you can't be authentic and you're mad I'm mad I'm mad I don't like what's going on I think um, like I shouldn't have to explain uh, why I matter sure. I feel like that's unfair <laughs> yeah. um, but I know that God put me here for a reason and so I'm going to use my black life and mm-hmm. use it to minister to other people. And so that is um, that's that's how I've been taking um, this is this moment. Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to go where everybody else is going, or am I going to be anchored and rooted in in the truth and what I've grown up in and what I've learned mm-hmm. and use it to help other people? And so yeah, that's what I've been on lately. Do you talk to your mom and dad about a lot of the, like? Do you still are you still close with parents? Are you yes. still like do they, they does your mom like really love like and the process and you speaking are you very are they she's very I think I still? think now okay for any African I'm not gonna uh, parent I'm not gonna say that everyone's like this but um, they just want to see results they love me you know? <laughs> they're like look you're doing like, great but like look, is they want to see come right, like, what are you what are you right. going are you gonna get anybody for this no they just they just want to see results I mean they right. they want me to flourish they don't want to meet sure. they don't want me to struggle mm-hmm. and so. Um, Something that I've learned is that like God gave me this gift and this dream, and so I have to work at it um, for things to happen. And so my my parents see 
what's going on right now and they form me yeah. they me now so they just want to see results that's it yeah I yeah. think Mike can relate to that because oh, like 100% <laughs> well his mom's like have you sold any houses yeah so like, right. what are you doing yeah <laughs> just like playing golf all the time right. doing all these podcasts what are you doing have you sold a house yet they just don't see what yes. goes on like behind the right. scenes right right yeah. right well and they also know that Taryn works a lot harder than I do and I think they just subconsciously were like you should probably work harder because you know your wife deserves a little bit more from you that's probably what they see and say um <laughs> Well, I'm but, not going to say that's a lie. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it looks like I don't do any work, right? Like right. my job is to, quote, Talk. network and yeah. hang out and build relationships. And then someday someone will buy a house and that's how I get paid. The hard thing is you can't stick that into like a spreadsheet. Like, right. Like, what do you do? You know, I oh, talk to people. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I have like seven new friends today. And I think our friendship's going really well. <laughs> we just add each other on another platform. So, yeah. uh, but no, the podcast is a lot of fun. Love doing it. Love to meet people and then love to share their stories too like it's I find this easy to hang out and chat like yeah. it's something that you know and like for you when you're saying like you, you get that buzz from being on stage like in the moment it feels just like a normal conversation but you're right right before and at the end you're kind of like did I say this should I have said yeah. this like you, you always remember something that you probably should have said or you always think I should have delivered it this way instead of this way um, but that's the process right you've right. got to you know and what you said earlier like repetition and you're always going to get better at it always going to improve um i had the opportunity to speak for the first time at um creative mornings wow in okay. january i think this year or was it december it was january i think this year um thrown in the deep end suzanne <laughs> suzanne barcosi asked me because um, somebody had dropped out, and they're like, "Could you do it?" I'm like, "Sure." So that was my first experience, and I was so nervous. I was shaking the whole time. Oh, you did so uh, well! But then I had to rewatch it. You know, you, mm. you know, like, you've got to rewatch it to see how you've done. And apparently, I made people cry. Wow! Look at so you. My mum was cry. like, "You made," you know, I was crying. I, was like, <laughs> I think you did okay. Thanks, mum. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, but no, like the sp- being speaking, it's very powerful, right? Yeah. It's something. It's very powerful for the person doing it, but also the you know, the, the people that you're speaking to because they, for the most part, and they they share the same beliefs. They're, that's why they're there to hear you speak. They're, you know, they're happy that you are doing it, that someone has the courage to go up and talk about something because that's how they feel, but they don't feel like they have a voice or they feel like they can't mm-hmm. talk or they just don't feel comfortable talking. Um, has there been any people, like, that have come up to you? I'm sure there has. have just, you know, reached out and said, like, thank you for saying this. Like, how, how has that been from, like, I say fans, like, <laughs> you know, just crowd reaction or just people in the community that know you or have never met you but come up to you and talk to you about what you do. I'm sure that spurs you on. But has there been anybody, like, that's, you know, any stories? Yes. Okay, so um, earlier this year, I believe, I spoke at a, a gala called, uh, how do you say that, Gala Gala? I, I, say, I say gala. Gala, am I right? Yeah. Americans say gala. gala. Okay. I say gala. Okay. Gala, okay, well. Yeah. 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 yeah, I wanted to make sure yeah. I didn't sound dumb. Okay. Yeah, you can say gala here. Thank you, gala. I went to a gala earlier, <laughs> and um, like earlier that. this year, and uh, it was for a human trafficking event mm-hmm. called the Red Cord. Um, and I wrote a poem called What Is Your Favorite Color? And I think one of the most impactful moments of someone coming to speak to me was a human trafficking victim saying, like, you told my story um, and you gave me hope for just, like, to get through some of the traumatic experiences that she went through and she was crying in front of me. And so those have, like... Those moments are like, man, this is what you do it for. Yeah. You know, like this is why God downloads the stuff in your sphere, why you write, why you speak and deliver it the way you need to um, for people to relate and to, you know, get mm-hmm. momentum from what I'm saying. And so that um, that's one experience that I've been like, wow, yeah, like, this is great. Do you yeah. get do you enjoy like speaking at church, speaking like the word more or do you enjoy like writing poems and speaking to like events more because they're two different things right oh that's really true um i think i like writing speaking for events more only because um when it comes to like just doing ministry like at least in some ways i feel i can rely on myself when it comes to like events but when i'm doing stuff like in the church i'm like okay god what words am I going to say next? Like, <laughs> I don't have a prompt right. to rely on. Like, I have to rely on him, which is the best thing to do. But it's, mm. it's harder. Do you think it's more create? More it pulls more from more. I can't speak today. Sorry. It's okay. It pulls from your creative side more when you do events rather than pulling from the Bible. Um, yeah, I feel like I mean, the Bible's helpful because I yeah. just like 
I can just pull from that. Sure. And I'm that's the basis for what I write majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if I'm writing for like different events, like if I'm doing like human trafficking, which by the way is one of the hardest topics to talk about because you haven't been in it. Mm-hmm. I've never gone through that. So it's All like, right. how do I write for that? Um, but when you're able to like listen to someone's story, like what we're doing right now, like you listen to my story, I pull from hearing other people and what they've been through. It's easier to write somebody's story. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, because I, I mean, I write about Oklahoma and I write about how I'm feeling, I guess, mm-hmm. but from a Welsh person's point of view, not. Yeah. Well, I guess I see it from different eyes, but you're right. Like when you, it's hard to write about something when you haven't experienced that, especially yeah. something that's so, you know, uh, traumatic, right? Yeah. Like that's somebody's life experience and that's something really serious. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's, it's hard to relate. Yeah. Well, uh, you want to do it justice as well. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to just like, act like I know when I don't mm. know and so I had to gather a lot of information before I even wrote right <laughs> that um, what's coming up do you have events coming up where are you speaking anything on the calendar well right now COVID has Sadly, stopped everything yeah. <laughs> no, no zoom calls right no zoom I'm always performances on zoom. oh my gosh yeah. always on zoom um, no right now I am I'm just creating content okay. and um, making my own events, if that makes sense. Do we have a YouTube um, channel? Do we, we do have, have a YouTube okay. channel, DM Ready Men's. Go check that out. I'm going to revamp it so it's going to be at the Lady DM. So everything's okay. going to be at the Lady DM. But right now, um, it's DM Ready Men. So I do have a YouTube channel. The singles on there, the testimonials of the women are on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more things on the way. Like I have a series of things I'm trying to put out. Okay. So tell um, me about it. Okay. Yeah, let's so hear about it. The single, which is like my uh-huh. baby right now, um, I'm so glad that like I titled that titled it that because like when you hear someone say I'm about to drop a single it holds weight sure. right yeah um, everyone is just like I want to hear that it's a foundation for everything that you're about to birth so I called the single something I called it the single because I believe that people look at singleness as a curse uh-huh. they don't think that it holds weight but if you build well in your singleness you will do well in relationships right. and in marriage and all of that stuff. So I called it that for that reason. Also like the single entity, it could be uh-huh. up to your interpretation. Um, but mainly I'm um, targeting singles, what they go through, their life experiences. And so I have like five poems I'm going to put out, um, like video, like visuals. Like, and, like the video that's mm-hmm. yeah, great. So that's like, this is just a starter. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have like interviews and different things like that. And all of that will go to the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited for people to check out what's going on. And I've been working on it. Yeah. And, are these and, are all local people as well? Like local friends? Local, yeah, like yeah. artists. Okay. Um, I'll put artists on there and just, you know, people who have been impacting the city I want to yeah. put on the project. Too, so that's so. something that's really been taking some of your time right now and building mm-hmm. that and yeah. being creative and sharing other people's stories because the video is really cool I don't Thank know who you. did the video but it's, oh yeah it's so really um, one of my closest friends his name is Stuart Bennett uh, he does videography photography mm-hmm. and then Alex Dawson was the editor um, so y'all need to go get them it's really good yeah they're like incredible they're yeah. incredible so everyone's gonna have a video and a video element like that kind mm-hmm. of like a music video but it's yeah. you speaking over yeah. the top of it mm-hmm. um, and then are these going is there like is there gonna be a podcast? Is there a longer platform coming? Like what? Yeah. So um, my hope mm-hmm. is that I will eventually have like merch that comes yeah. out of this, um, as well as like my own podcast and book. Mm-hmm. So those are three things that I'm really. This, trying if to I can out. do this, you, this is easy. Okay. Like this is for me. So like <laughs> if I can do this, it's just conversations. You know? and, really? if this, and if somebody tells you it has to be thirty minutes or four, no, it can be as long as you want it to be. It can be five minutes or it can be four hours, like Joe Rogan. There is no standard. So. If you want to put out a three-minute video or a three-minute podcast for somebody to listen to every day for them to get their little motivational kick and I'm going to destroy the day, you do you. Because okay. that one thing that, let's say, small pet peeve, if you couldn't tell, of, uh, of me that, like, people, oh, no, it has to be this long. Well, no, it doesn't. Yeah. It can be as long as you want it to be. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's something that, you know, knowing you, you'll definitely go against the grain on that and be like, okay, I'm going to be as long as it's going to be two minutes, it's going to be two minutes of fire, or it's going to be 35 minutes of like a real conversation. Um, So out of all the people that you've met and hung out with and shared stories for Mm -hmm. um, and drawn inspiration from current events, uh, who stands out to you? Who, Who are people that like might be friends? I mean, you can shout them out, but like who keeps you going, right? Outside of 
you know, being a believer and stuff like and current events, but is there anyone in life, um, you know, that, that you really draw inspiration from, you look up to, anyone mm. that comes to mind? Let's see. Well, one, like my boyfriend, Sydney Carter. <laughs> He's in the corner. He's like, hi. Sydney yeah. Carter. <laughs> yeah. No, um, he he really does inspire me like he well even when we were friends he used to tell me that like man I can't wait to see um like what your mind does uh-huh. and like how you're able to create um and so he really does make me feel like I can do anything really so I'm like I want to try this and he's like okay and like I'll uh-huh. help you or you know that type of thing so um I really draw inspiration from him he really um I don't know I feel like he goes against the grain as like an artist as well like he's not like anybody uh-huh. else um which by the way he has a um he has a project out called Vibe Package, so everybody should go check that out if you like hip hop, Afrobeat type of thing going mm-hmm. on. But um, yeah, like he really does push me to be the best version of myself, and so I really draw from him. Also, um, my friend Tavana, she is a, like a crazy creative, like with just fashion wise. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I pull from her in that area. Um, she's just good with visuals. I'm not that good with visuals, so she'll help me with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that as well. Stuart Bennett is very good at photography and videography. So when I say something, he's able to like, well, let's do this and let's yeah. like um, build it up like that. I'm trying to think of like other people who um, we have such like a rich, from. rich community. Here yeah, we of do. Creators, right? Yeah, like like we do. from all backgrounds, all places around the world. Like it's it's pretty awesome to be in that community because I'm sure you draw so much inspiration from each other and just mm-hmm. bounce off each other and then you create something. Just like ideas and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's, there's like a lot of people I feel like that are in the city. Um, like Landy, she does um, clothing and things of that nature. Um, I don't know. I just like, I feel like I'm around a lot of just my friends are creatives. Mm-hmm. So um, when they put out something that helps me, like one of my friends, his name is Ray June. Like he's one of the hardest working people that I know. And he's constantly putting out, whether it's like clothing or music. Um, and I feel like when I look around um, my circle of influence, I feel like we're all like doing something. Yeah. Um, trying to impact um, just the city. There's a lot of stuff going on that a lot of people don't see. Uh-huh. Um, and I think those are the people that I draw from for right now. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that stands out that like is a bit of a struggle? to deal with or a bit of a struggle to like produce or I mean just anything because we all go through hard times Mm -hmm. regardless of our backgrounds and our hard times may look different to other people Um, and some things that may seem easy to you are really hard to me Um, but is there anything that like you really have to work at that's a real process that's not naturally something that you're good at? Yeah Um, I really like I'm a visionary I'm a big thinks so really hard time um, with the details mm-hmm. so um, st- like I just have this big idea but I, so my, <laughs> so it's so hard to refine like what all that looks like so I need someone who is like more disciplined than me mm-hmm. um, who's like we need to be here at six and we need to do this at six. so uh, that has been my my issue I also have a um, working's hard mm-hmm. I, w- I want to be able to do this full time so um, to keep my to keep me at full capacity, mm-hmm. so I feel like I'm not only working but I'm trying to produce. So I feel like I've I struggle with yeah. balancing the two um, because my mind is what we're doing right now is where I want to be. Right. Uh, so yeah. I have a I have a hard time balancing uh, those two worlds because mm-hmm. like when I'm working then I have to be focused on work and not this and so I feel guilty because I'm like yeah. I have to I want to be here I want to be writing I want to be doing that so um, my my goal is that eventually this is what I'll be doing full time what I'll give my um, energy my mind mm-hmm. to um, but yeah I have a really hard time um, focusing and dis- having discipline for uh, yeah, both of those things. I think I share that too. Yeah. Like I'm like a dreamer, so I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna do this, and turns like, how? <laughs> Tell me how it's gonna yeah. work. I'm out, the realist. Right? He's yeah. the dreamer, but I mm. almost think you need that balance. You a do. Bit. You have to have it. But I also feel like um, having a supportive partner is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just letting you have that creative freedom to do whatever you want, and not being like, well, that's dumb. Why are right. you doing that? Or right. yeah, I don't think I've ever said anything like that to Mike more like well how are you yeah. going to do it mm-hmm. if you want to do it why do you yeah. want to do this and yeah. like 
you know, that. that she's saying it in her mind, but she's not saying it with her words. Like, yeah. her eyes sometimes. Like, mm. Sydney knows this, right? Women speak with their eyes, right? Yeah. You're like, mm. <laughs> probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. And I, and I tell everything on my face, so yeah. you'll oh, see it all. Same. He'll be like, Taryn's really good at that, too. Yeah. yeah he'll be like, oh, so you hate it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, with you know, with the project that you're working on, mm. it's it's quite a big project. It is a big and project. If you're anything like me, that's not the only project that you're working uh, on, right? Yeah. So, what are you juggling right now? Because <laughs> I'm sure there's a bunch of things like me. Like I have podcast, real estate, um, car stuff that I want to do. Like there's always something, right? And I I struggle with you. Same thing as you. Is I struggle to focus on focus on the details. Right. But what is in the background that's like stewing and brewing that like is it's coming for the end of this year or, or future? Actually, I think it's the book. Okay. That is what Deanne, this is accountability for Deanne. Okay. This book will be done. That's what I want at the end of the year because I've, I've written a lot of it. Okay. Or a lot of it and I just leave it, I've just left it alone. Um, just a chapter here and there. And I'll just buy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna touch it. Mm. Um, so I just because I have so many things I want to do. I just need to sit down and just get it out. Is the book gonna be like more poems or short stories or? Okay, so this is my like? this is my favorite part about this book. So um, my mind thinks in poetry, right? So yeah. um, the chapters of the book are the poem titles. So like when you see the book, you'll see like poem, and then I will like glean from all of that so I'll talk about gotcha. everything I'm talking about from that so that's what yeah. I'm working on so you'll see the chapter one and it'll show you the poem mm-hmm. and then the next however many pages yeah. are breaking this down the reason why and then yeah. this is where I draw this inspiration yeah. from so how many poems are in this book? <laughs> okay, so um, it's called Insecurity. Okay. So like 11 poems were from my insecurity when I'm insecurity with Christ. Mm-hmm. Insecurity. So um, I have 11 poems already. They're, they're already done. Um, now I just have to write okay. from them. Yeah. So it's really, you've it's already laid out then. Uh-huh. So it's not like you don't have writers, but I mean, it's not mm-hmm. like I don't know what I'm doing. It's, it's, it's ready down. to go. Mm-hmm. So you could have this really done in like two months. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to put that on you, but I'm just saying. <laughs> put like, it on me. No, but it really should be done. It should yeah. be done. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's, I could see you light up about talking about that. Like, you're really ready for this to come out and ready to. I just need to do it. Have, I need to have, have the this, same excitement yeah. sitting down. And that feeling of having it, you know, in your hand as, as a finished product mm-hmm. or however it is that's going to be. And is there going to be video that comes along with the book as well? I don't know. I think you should do a podcast alongside the book and video would be sick. Whoa, it's a lot. It's well, just you reading it. You just have to. Audiobook, that'd audiobook be kind of lit. Be killer, yeah. I you just put it in an audiobook and a podcast. It'd be really easy to do. Pay. David Goggins did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did I do? Um, yeah, yeah, he read his yeah, book. Yeah, David Goggins, have you read that actually, book? Actually, he didn't God, read the book. so good. He had Can't somebody else me. read his book, and then, like, after every chapter, or if they felt like something was, like, interesting and they wanted to stop, yeah. they stopped and, like, had, like, a mini podcast. After every chapter in the, in the audiobook. It was really good. It was really, good. really cool. Yeah. That's a great idea. That's yeah. different. I feel like I don't yeah. I don't know anybody doing that. Yeah, he had his don't best friend. Don't take my idea, people. <laughs> <laughs> he had his best friend read it for him, and then they both jumped in and kind of like what you do with a poem, right? You write a poem and, and like, then explain it. it. Yeah. And that's kind of what they did in the, the audiobooks. It can't hurt me, right? It can't the hurt book me, is, yeah. It's um, like 18 hours long. It's amazing. Wow. It's insane. Uh, you would feel really like good. it's pretty graphic, and there's a lot of bad words and bad things that he had to deal with that yeah. are in it, but like what he is, how, who he is and how he's come out of it. Um, crazy story. Uh, military background, the whole SEALs training. Mm-hmm. I mean, just run ultra marathons and done insane stuff. Um, but he, he's very motivational. Um, I wouldn't say he's very PC. Is that how you say it? Yeah, he's not. He's not a kid's person. Mm-hmm. He is a. He is, you have to be an adult to be to listen to his stuff. Um, but it, yeah, the way that he did it was really interesting because no one has done that. Um, yeah. You know, break that down, and and then you could have. I mean, I know video is not cheap, right? To do videos, it's you got to have a lot of either friends who are like, yeah, I'll do that for you, <laughs> right. right? No, for or, real. Because video gets a little pricey. At, a, at a good level is is expensive. Right. Um, but yeah, if you, you get some collabs going and get some people to do the video, that'd be really cool to have a video for each one. Yeah. So. That's what I really wanted to do with um, at least the single. Like, mm. I wanted to have some visual representation where you see my face, you hear my voice, um, so that when I do drop the book, yeah. you'd be like, I already know her. 
already and I know what she's about for the most part. Right. So. Uh, are there any events for you that stand out that were like, you feel like it was some of your best? That were like, that's me at my best. That was one that I really remember as anything stands out like that. Yes. Um, recently, it was like the Red Chord. I met um, a man named. Do you know Tim Ballard? Have you heard of him? Um, he was like the, he's a CEO for Underground Railroad. He's like saved over seven hundred fifty women from um, human trafficking. Wow. Um, yeah. So that event, he spoke, and then I spoke after him, uh-huh. and that was, and I got to meet him, and all that type of stuff. So um, that was one of my. Uh, Better performances, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, that day, and then TEDx Oklahoma City was a big deal to me. Yeah, that's huge. Oh, and which then, is coming, right? Is there another one happening soon? Is there? I is think there so. Yeah, happening? I think so. It's coming. I think so. I, uh, might be happening soon. So. Um, but I know they were trying to schedule. I think um, a friend of mine, Terrence McKenzie, is helping out. Hunter's oh. girlfriend, Mackenzie, uh-huh. she helps out with um, getting everyone together and on like the back end of that oh, of dope. like making the thing happen mm-hmm. Mackenzie works at that Mackenzie Hill is her name um, but yeah that's uh, well, that's really cool how yeah. was that experience which one the TEDx one that's a big deal it was big I did cry because yeah. <laughs> because I like you know like when on you, stage no no no, okay. no like <laughs> when I got the news that we were actually going to perform I, yeah. I did it with uh, Les Thomas and I, we have a well he has a song called Freedom and uh-huh. I do poetry on it and it got on the oh, radio and everything no so that was wow. like really cool yeah that yeah, was really cool um so they asked him, and then they were like, we need the poet that did it. So I, but the reason why I cried was because, like, when you're in school and you're a master's, like, you're always watching, you know, TED Talks. Right. Everybody's always watching that. So the fact that there was one in my state, yeah. and I got to, you know, perform at that, that was a big deal. With Les as well. Yeah, with Les. And we got, and they asked for an encore, so we did it twice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Just being around him, like, lifts me up. Like he's, he's so he's great. So much energy. Taryn less is the uh, less is the game day host for OSU. Yeah. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. he has a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, Bouncing off. But the walls. he is he's very good at what he does. Yeah. Um, and even just his story of how he gets the job at OSU is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's blessed with a great memory that he can recite things um, <laughs> of like entire paragraphs. Uh, yeah, Les is, Les is definitely one of the best people that I've met, the creators in the community, and, and I know he's looked up to by a lot of people yeah, as well. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, well, cool. This, uh, I really appreciate you coming in. I really appreciate no, thanks for having to see me. you and hang out and chat and do some stories and, um, you know, where can people follow you? Where can they get on the YouTube and Perfect. see everything and just kind of I'll post the link to the single video, but yes. where can they see it? And also, where can they reach out and just hang out and chat and get some stuff? Perfect. Here? Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram at the lady D N D E A N N E. Facebook, I'm Deanne Brody Men's. There's a hyphen in the Brody, and then on YouTube, it's Deanne Brody Men's as well. Okay. So awesome. Yeah, well, uh, and yeah. all those will change to the Lady Deanne at some point. Okay. I just hate to do it. Why the Lady Deanne? Where did that come so, from? So, guys, I hate that this is coming out. <laughs> okay, so my name is actually Lady Deanne. Like L-A-D-Y. Yeah. I know, plot twist. That's that's awesome. <laughs> Mom and Dad. Why do just go by Lady? Yeah. Oh, at home I am. <laughs> <laughs> guys, okay, let me, t- let me tell you this story. Did Mom and Dad, like, oh, tell I'm you? Oh, I'm going to tell you this. Go away. So, um, there's one basketball game. So, like, at home, everybody knows me as Lady. And in my life, it's a Deanne or D. Okay? Yeah. So, it was one basketball game. We were leaving. And I was walking ahead of her. And she was like, Lady, Lady. And I did not turn around. Because I just did not want her to acknowledge, <laughs> acknowledge me as that. And then she finally realized that you know, I wasn't touched. She was like, Deanne, and then I turned around. Um, yeah, so it's really, really bad. That's a horrible <laughs> memory that I have of that. Um, but no, it's recently, like, uh, my friends, one day I dropped my debit card on the ground. Yeah. And they saw my name, and they're like, what? Your name is Lady? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I just felt like it was just a weird name. Okay. Like, growing up, like, you know, people call their dogs Lady and, like, stuff like that. So... Um, it's just recently that I'm like, this is me. This is my name. Yeah. And it's unique. It's right. different. I, I love it. I think yeah. it's great. <laughs> but I, I, just, I can totally see with like, hey, like, hey, lady, come over here. Like, who is shouting at, why are you shouting at a random lady? Right? Because right. that's kind of how it comes across. Right. right? right. The whole like, hey, lady thing. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you, know, you know, I really should write like, a poem hey, sir, called hey, Lady yeah. Deanne and then just tell everybody. That would be a funny why. story. But uh, yeah, so, it's my name. 
mom and dad tell you why they chose that? Or was it like a family thing? So my grandmother had a a lady, literally named Lady, um, who she was friends with. Okay. And so she told my father, and my dad was like, we're going to name her Lady. Yeah. And that's where it came from. Like, so it was a woman that uh, my grandmother, like, loved right. and yeah. just admired. Right, not some random lady. And she just Someone admired so much, life. right? Yeah. And so they're like, you have to name your first child yeah. that. And that's my lot. Yeah. My so. brother's middle name is John after our next door neighbor when we grew up, like, in as kids. Wow. Yeah, because I grew up, we, his middle name's John. Her name was Mrs. John. And she was the sweetest old lady. She was awesome to us. And man, my parents put my brother's middle name in. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why, anyway. <laughs> that's what we tell him. <laughs> I mean, she was the nicest lady ever. But yeah, like you have that, right? You don't, you know, family draws from from someone who they, they it doesn't they have loved. to be family to pull that name. Right. right. Someone they remember and someone that, you know, made good memories or whatever. Mm. That's, uh, what was that? What's that like in like? What was that like in school? And we oh, never nobody, like, we never classed together. Yeah, like, like I mean, nobody knew my name was Lady. I always went by Dean. Yeah, well, like even in like elementary school when they're calling roll, like they didn't call you Lady. Mm-mm. No? no, I think it was just Dean. Yeah, it was. I did. Like no, like no one knew unless you were close to me. Like you know yeah. how like um, what is it, Hannah Montana? Yeah. I always felt like that because like one day I was Hannah, and then it's been I was Miley, um, and at school everybody knew me as Deanne. But if you were close with me, you, you knew lady. that my name was Lady, and yeah. I just try to keep it a secret forever. It's not a secret anymore. Yeah. So. You should, you should definitely, if you ever have kids, you should keep it the family. You're like Lady Second, Lady the Second, <laughs> Lady <laughs> Deanne the Second. And just, I don't know. That would be funny. You could just pass that on, oh right? Oh my gosh, just yeah. pass Lady on? Well, yeah. even like as a middle name. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. Right, because it's like a, what is it? Like you say Lady before a, a name, you know? Like yeah, a title. It's a title, so yeah. It's called someone like Deanne. That Lady must have been weird. funny. People are seeing like your like your name and they were like, is, yeah, they would have seen that name and been like, is this, does, is Lady her name or is Lady her title? Right? Can you imagine uh, yeah. seeing that? You know, people, doctor or mister or whatever yeah. it is. Like, sir, yeah, sir. No, my title is Lady. It's lady. No, yeah. my name is Lady. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. can call me Lady. Yeah. That's, uh, thanks mom and dad for that one, right? I know, well, thank the you, best. Grand, for that one. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, um, another great story to end the podcast. Love that. Right. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, I'm really excited to, to see you whenever that happens on stage speaking. Uh, and also, um, whenever, I guess, is church open yet? No. I don't want to invite myself to your church, but I would love to come. No, you're invited. <laughs> right? like, you can come with me. I would me. love to be there. Yeah, oh, come to with see me. That. Um, um, does Will go to the same church as you? No, he doesn't. No? Okay, because mm-hmm. Will's, I know, is fire as well, right? Mm-hmm. I want to see Will speak. Yeah. Will's, Will's very good as well. Yeah. Um, I know he's very involved. But, um, yeah, for everyone listening, I'll post all the links down below for everything we've just mentioned, YouTube channels, um, where you can definitely get the book at the end of the year. And website and as website. well. And yeah. website. Um, and, yeah, we will go follow at the Lady Deanne. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks Thank for you. listening, and we will catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast was presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who've been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at OklahomaHOF.com and definitely on Instagram at OklahomaHOF. Catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.